Football is around the corner, and we are ramping it up over here on the Ringer NFL feed in the month of August. Every week, Ben Solak and I will be bringing you not one, but two extra point takens. That's right, double the trouble as we predict, debate, and analyze our way through camp and the preseason every Monday and Friday. But that is not all. Steven Ruiz and I will be coming to you every Wednesday. We'll talk about everything in the world of the NFL. And who knows, maybe Steven will even have something nice to say about your favorite squad. Though, frankly, I wouldn't count on it. Subscribe to The Ringer NFL Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow The Ringer NFL on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Ringer NFL. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Football show. My name is Danny Heifetz, and I am joined by two sandbag and sons of bitches, Danny Kelly and Craig <laughs> Horlbeck. Wedding season, baby. Today, yeah, we're gonna do the 2023 fantasy football and/or NFL season as explained by wedding crashers. That's kind of it. That's the entire. That's the entire. <laughs> um, you want more serious that's analysis? Fantasyfootball.threeer.com. Yeah. We've done this for years now. Uh, if, if you're a first-time listener, this is our third year doing these, and we've done what? Pineapple Express. We've done Anchorman. We've done Happy Super Gilmore. Bad. It's like one of our favorite things. We did to do Pineapple on the Rewatchables. Just, pineapple on the Rewatchables, right? Oh, so we didn't do Pineapple for for this. We just did it on the Rewatchables. Check that out yeah. if you want to hear the three of us on the Rewatchables. But uh, yeah, it's a little breather. It's just having some fun during the NFL uh, <laughs> off season here. So. Yeah, we all just, you know, watch Wedding Crashers. Did you say Crashers? Oh, my God. Crashers. What are we doing right now? Just off the rails. Okay. We just watch Wedding Crashers, and we're just going to go through, and we're going to say quotes. I will bat first, unless someone wants to, but DK, this is your favorite Please. movie of all time, and if you would like to hit lead off here, by all no, means. No, I want, I want you to go. And yeah, I would say, like, this is up there. This is on Mount Rushmore for my movies. I don't know why. I just think it's hilarious. I And it goes back. It's almost like a nostalgic thing, because it, it came out in 2005, and... That was when I was 23. So it was, you know, I was a young idiot back then. And the idea of wedding crashers and meeting women that way was just like the funniest thing you could imagine. So, uh, you know, there's some things that maybe didn't like age the best in this movie, but <laughs> still very funny movie. Now that I, Craig and I are actually going to weddings, this is a completely different movie to watch. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think there's three actors in this movie that deserve Oscar nominations. Yeah. Straight yeah. up. I think Vince this is Vaughn. some of the best acting in comedies. Vince Vaughn, Bradley Cooper, and Isla Fisher all deserve Oscar nominations. Man, they're bringing it in this movie. More so than like <laughs> a lot of the movies like your Pineapple Express, your Anchorman. It's not really as 
as nuanced. There's actually a lot of character and depth to these to these performances. And I think like Coop, this is the best Cooper's ever been. Oh yeah, he's so good. Sack Lodge. <laughs> Just hike the ball nut job. <laughs> Greg, I wrote that one down. Just hike the ball nut job. Oh my god. His he's subtle so rivalry with that random guy is my favorite part of the movie. While we're on that scene though, I will say that the person that I was thinking of watching so obviously the wedding crashes the football scene and Bradley Cooper just keeps beating the shit out of Vince Vaughn and knocking his ass down. And then, Every time we turn around, you're on your ass again. I keep thinking about George Pickens blocking guys. Oh, yes. And That's George good. Pickens like, I'm sorry, I have this damn competitive streak. I'm seeing a Buddhist about it. <laughs> not, it's the Dalai not just Lama a Buddhist, the traffic. Dalai Lama. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a good friend. Again, Jeremy, I'm sorry. I just, you know, I have this damn competitive streak. Um, I'm seeing a Buddhist about it. Not just any Buddhist, His Holiness, the Dalai Lama. He's a good friend. Uh, speaking of that exact scene, reminded me of another Steeler. Uh, it, it's it's when Owen Wilson says the quote that DK just laid out. What are you doing? It's a game of touch football. Every time I look over, you're on your ass. That's <laughs> that's me every time I, I draft Deontay Johnson and watch him play a football <laughs> game. I'm like, I just went to the bathroom and I come back and you're on your ass again. <laughs> if, I, if I'd aired my lungs, I'd scream at you. <laughs> So we independently uh, came up with two different Steelers from that yeah. scene. <laughs> I think he's on steroids. He's like trying to cover a fucking racehorse. Oh I can't God. breathe. <laughs> I'm not selling Sack. it. Sack lunch. <laughs> I'm not selling anything. I'm not selling anything. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, this is off to a great start. So what do you think about the Steelers? Can we, do you want to interweave actual football analysis in here? Uh, no, I, yeah, I I we could try, I guess. Are you excited about Pickens, Craig? Are you excited about Deontay? All right. Everyone's excited about Pickens. My question is um, why I, all right. I think anecdotally, George Pickens is the guy that now, because he does cool enough stuff, even in the preseason at training camp, that it goes viral that now all your friends are going to know about George Pickens and know that he's a sleeper. Whereas like yeah. I, in my anecdotally in my own life, none of my friends who don't do football for media purposes or real life, they don't still vaguely know who Jahan Dotson is. Whereas George Pickens right, is like already right. famous. Yeah. I think that every highlight that George Pickens pulls off that makes that goes viral on Twitter just makes Deontay Johnson more and more valuable in drafts because he just keeps dropping lower and lower. And people start thinking that Pickens is the guy who's actually the best receiver on the team. When in reality, even if it's not talent wise, but from a role perspective, Deontay's still the best pick on the Steelers offense in fantasy. There, It's a good microcosm for, for that, Craig, in, in their preseason week one game, because Deontay Johnson caught three straight passes yeah. on the opening drive. And then George Pickens caught a slant and took it to the house for a touchdown. And of course, Pickens gets all the glory. And but meanwhile, like Deontay Johnson, like got them into position. And so, I mean, um, he had the sixth most targets in the NFL last year. Dude, Deontay he's Johnson. a wingman. Deontay's the guy who does all the work. And then Pickens is the one scoring. <laughs> yeah, he's the one saying, why don't you go enjoy yourself? Why I ice my balls and spit up blood? That's Deontay Johnson to George <laughs> So selfish. Try getting jacked off under the table. Then tell me about your problems. You're leaving me here in the trenches, John. <laughs> Taking grenades. <laughs> oh my god. The the lucky so Craig along your Oscar line, like your Oscar like take or whatever. There's so many good Vince Vaughn moments, but that one in particular where he's just like. Yeah, we're gonna go for a walk down by the beach. Like the look on Vince Vaughn's face is like, oh, are you? <laughs> he's just like never been more. Never been more upset in his life than that moment um, after he gets shot in the ass with buckshot. I felt like Jodie Foster and the accused last night. Let's back up because I want to go back to the sort of the beginning or whatever when um, 
they go to the Cleary wedding. You know, the Clearys are this like American institution, secret service consequences. So they're doing like their pregame thing, you know, <laughs> and uh, Vince Vaughn's character is trying to like, convince them like to do some crazy thing and then owen wilson's like it's the first quarter of the big game you want to toss up a hail mary i'd like to be pimps from oakland or cowboys from arizona but it's not halloween grow up peter pan count chocula look we've been to a million weddings and guess what rocked them all to me this is drafting travis kelsey in the first round like Mm. don't get cute the safe thing we've been to a million weddings you know what kelsey's rocked them all he's just been here (laughs) for years every single year he just rocks it so, anyways, by the way, that's a Bon Jovi line, if you didn't know that. Oh, is that right? Yeah, the, back in that era, for whatever reason, I, I think uh, there was a time after this movie came out where they did some, like, tour, some, like, comedy tour. Where they were doing, like, stand-up, I think, or something like that. Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. And it, they made it into, like, a documentary or something. A, a picking nit of that scene, and I, I think the one, the biggest picking nit throughout the movie is that they claim to be these veteran wedding crashers who like have these characters down pat and these backstories. And yet this is the biggest wedding of their wedding crashing careers. And they like are figuring out the story in the parking lot. Like, all right, so what are we? Let's get the dossier. I'm like, what you? Yeah. yeah. He, he, Vince Vaughn hands Owen Wilson the dossier. Owen Wilson opens it up and he's like, got it, got it. So, uh, venture capitalist, great, got it. I'm like, what? You're about to meet like, Secretary of the Treasury, and you just like don't have your story down. He screws up the second they sit down, and they 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 forgot Aunt Liz is dead. It's <laughs> a great point, Craig. Um. Anyways, yes, they're like Johnny Menzel. N- never read the playbook once. Come on, <laughs> zero seconds on logged zero in. Seconds. Wait, to double down, I had a Kelsey quote for myself. It's a little different. It like half works, but when Owen Wilson's visiting Will Ferrell, Chaz. And it's like, it's like me drafting a 34 year old Travis Kelsey. I'm like, I gotta be honest. Like I came in here, I'm looking around trying to get my bearings. Like I don't necessarily know there's cartoons, not a lot of other wide receivers on the team, but you still got it, man. Look at her. Like you still got it, Jess. That's me with every time I draft an old player, I'm like, you still got it. (laughs) <laughs> living the dream. Look at Honestly, you still the dream. <laughs> we're still doing all the old guys. It's like we're basically funeral crashing now. It's just like that's, a, that's Derek right. Henry Kelsey. It's, a, it's the best aphrodisiac death. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I've learned. Just... <laughs> yeah, oh anyway, God. so to, to bring it full circle, we were on with Schrager this morning. Uh, check that out, by the way. The Peter Schrager. Peter Schrager, show. human being, host on NFL yes. Network. Yeah. The season with Peter Schrager, his podcast. Yeah, Schrager's great. Uh, we love him. And he, I think the episode's coming out later this week, which means Thursday or Friday uh, will be on his show. So check that out. Yeah. Anyways, he was asking, is it too early to take Travis Kelsey in the first round? We're like, no, take him in the first round. Just do it. Grow up. Peter Pan, Count Chocula. <laughs> also, the thing, I didn't do it for this one because it was more of a last year thing. But all I could think in that in that scene, they're debating what to be. And, and Vince Vaughn's like, I, I don't want to be a venture capitalist from Vermont. I, I want to be a emerging maple syrup empire from New Hampshire. And, and Owen Wilson's like, but we don't know anything about maple syrup. And Vince Vaughn's like, I know everything about maple syrup. And I was like, this is Matt Patricia being like, I don't want to do defense anymore. I want to do offense. And they're like, we don't know anything about offense. He's like, I know everything there is to know about offense. <laughs> I love maple syrup. I put it yeah. on my pancakes. I, I, I put a little put bit in my, my hair. hair when I'm having a rough day. <laughs> what do you think keeps up? Slick? <laughs> oh, dude, I will say there is so I, I hadn't watched this movie since I now I think I've been to 13 or 14 weddings now between the now and oh the last God. time I've seen this movie. You have gone to an absurd amount of weddings. A lot. And it was completely different to watch. Uh, but <laughs> there are a couple lines that happened. You know what actually killed me? 
uh, I was when Christopher Walken is, you know, is the dad. He's like at the wedding in the beginning and like looking out on the pier at his son. And he's like, my, I can't do a walk-in impersonation. I wish he could. But he's like, my son has all these advantages, his whole life ahead of him. What's he so damn morose about? <laughs> and I was like, it's like, it reminded me of what Jim Ursay said to Jonathan Taylor pulling up on the bus. And he's like, look, we, I could die tomorrow. The league would move on. And then like, you know, it's, what's he morose about? And then Jonathan Taylor's like, Jeff is my bitch lover. <laughs> oh my God. I forgot about that scene. I want I, I want to say that scene is maybe just in the extended version or something. It is. I it's I, in the uncorked oh, edition. Yes, yeah, because I watched what I read. The, the regular one last night. It wasn't in that. Um, um, that's but, freaking but hilarious. From that same scene, continuing with the GMs and their running backs, when Vince Vaughn is making that kid the the, the balloon, and the kid's <laughs> like, make, make me a bicycle clown. That's how I feel like GMs speak to their running backs. <laughs> Here, take this, you hyena. Don't say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I just want a bicycle. Right? I'm just get on the field, okay? Make me a bicycle clown. <laughs> I, I to interject Why actual football analysis. <laughs> so we, we updated our rankings at fantasyfootball.thereo.com. And I as I was doing my rankings, I just kept staring at Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about where am I gonna put this guy? And you know, you know, in theory, if he's fully healthy and everything, you know, maybe he's top 10, top 12 pick. Then I'm like, oh, man, Anthony Richardson's the quarterback. It's like, are they going to move the ball? He's going to take carries. He's not going to check the ball down. And I'm like, all right, now Anthony Richardson's going to start week one. Now he's got this ankle injury or it's not. It's his back. Oh, it's whether it is health, bad vibes with the team, doesn't want to just like basically like do 400 touches without a contract injuries. All, all Maybe it's all of the above. And I'm like, the vibes are so bad that mm. I, I I ended up, we have dropped Jonathan Taylor now to 30th, which I actually think is perfect because the people had like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and I dropped him below that tier of quarterbacks, which I think we are the lowest of any platform anywhere. He's the RB 11 for for reference. But we have him 30th. Ridiculously low. Yeah. Yes, but he's like a a late late second, early third rounder for us. We're, yeah, we're saying that like if you're in a a 10 team league, he might fall to the fourth round. And that sounds insane and maybe we'll be wrong, but the combination of him hating his employer or at least being, I I just, the vibes are so atrocious that I'm kind of like, what's the upside here really? Like I'm going to pass on Patrick Mahomes to like have Jonathan Taylor. The odds that that's a bad decision two weeks into the season feel really disproportionately high. Yeah. I'm trying to think of reasons that we get this completely wrong. The only reason I can think of is that he's really good at football, but Mm. he's injured he hates yeah. the front office. He has a rookie quarterback who is going to steal a lot of goal line stuff. Uh, he's not a big pass catcher, or at least he hasn't been in so far. Well, just there's also thing if he aggravates this injury, he could shut himself down. The, you know, right. the team might, you know, there's a lot of things that could go wrong here aside from a normal situation. However, while we're on this, the Colts, I will say the other thing I was thinking of with um, Taylor was <laughs> when. When Vince Vaughn's on the beach talking to, um, I forget the, the Gloria? like the, yeah, they have sex for the first time, and he's taught Vince Vaughn's talking about saving a guy from drowning, and he's like, I plunged into the water to save him, and at that moment, when a human sees another human in danger, there's this breaking of metaphysical awareness that we're all one. Separateness is an illusion. I'm one with everyone, and I'm like, this is what Jim Irsay sounds like when he's talking about saving a freaking orca and paying twenty million dollars to fly a whale <laughs> out to sea. Orca. We we're still haven't one. given that enough. Oh my new, god. Enough. Enough energy. 
It's too absurd. What, what, it's like, what's yeah. the latest on that? Hi, uh, are you, have you, are you staying up to date with that? Oh yeah. So, I mean, he, this has been in, in the works for months. This is like a very complicated, not even financial situation. It's like a geopolitical, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff going on, but he, he's, on it feels like of the it. plot of Ace Ventura three. Yeah, it does. It really does. <laughs> We're all one. Your mom, Stevie Nicks, my brother. We're all the same. My cheek, your cheek. This, this is this is another this is another extended version. Uncorked. Yeah, Hyvitz is going full uncorked. <laughs> I don't I don't mind it at all. I just don't say I, I'm realizing now like the difference. Hyvitz wanted to see all the nude scenes, so he t- he threw on the uncorked. <laughs> There's actually quite a bit of boobage in the, in the regular version too, Craig. Well, it's just that that first montage, right, where they're yeah, throwing the, the girls the, in the bed. The greatest montage ever. <laughs> I can't imagine you at 23. That must have been the best life. Danny has a take. <laughs> the best movie montage of all time. Actually, I actually do think that movie montage is, or that montage is amazing just because uh, there's times in that where you can tell they're literally drinking. Like they're actually getting drunk at a wedding. Like Vince Vaughn, Vince Vaughn is fucking stuffing his face full of food the whole time. And I love then, how much like, he eats the whole movie. Owen Wilson's taking shots. He's got like the glassy eyes, you know, he's like, whoo, like, this is rough. I, I'm feeling it. I, you know, I love Vince Vaughn like stepping in between the married couple when they're about to eat the cake. And he's like <laughs> shoving them, but they still kind of like, like him. And he's like teaching away. them how to eat the cake. <laughs> so yeah, Vince Vaughn is pulling the Brad Pitt notions eleven, like eating in every scene. <laughs> uh, can I just say that Dalvin Cook and Zeke Elliott, who recently signed with the Jets and the Patriots respectively, are literally wedding crashers. They crashed Ramondre Stevenson and Brees <laughs> Hall's weddings. Purple hearts like too. To that Won't have to pay for a yeah, drink. Ro- roster crashers, yeah. Oh, 100%. That reminds me, Hyphens, you mentioned the purple hearts thing. So this is a random story. We can get to Zeke and, and, uh, and, and Dalvin in a minute here, but um, when this movie came out, they had the wedding crashers had a website. There was a wedding crashers website and they had a bunch of silly shit on it, including like you could, if I remember correctly, you could like print off like purple hearts or something. It was like a stupid gag or whatever. And then the other thing they were offering was uh, wedding security. It was like a link to a wedding security company. This was on the wedding crashers website. And randomly the picture on the wedding security company was me and my friends. What? It was a what? picture of me and three of my friends. What are you talking about? I have no about? idea where they got this photo. What? Do you have the photo? Where? Yeah. I still have, have the have photo. It. Yeah. It was like Dude, from what? we, my, my, me and three of my friends went and we were like bouncers at like this club one night and we took a picture where we were like pretending to be tough and they used this photo on the Wedding Crashers website. <laughs> and like my buddy t- sent it to me and he was like, what the fuck are you guys doing on the Wedding Crashers website? And this website? is an 05 when like, yeah. it's not that easy to what? like circulate photos around I don't, the world. I have like, how no did they idea that? how they got that photo. Like, Dude, I don't think right. I ever wow. published it on the internet. I don't, I, it's still a mystery. Also, you and your buddies were bouncers and you were 23? <laughs> Just like one time, yeah. How's that How did work? you the freelance yeah. bouncing? Was, yeah. yeah, it was like one of our friends needed a needed help doing something like that night, so we like went to this club and like wandered oh, around. Interesting. It's like so stupid. I I kind of could listen to the story for like an hour. I, wow! I just thought of this last night. I could I had completely <laughs> forgotten about it. I I don't know why. I looked and see if there was a wedding crushers website anymore. It's gone. This reminds <laughs> me of the guy who emailed us saying his grandpa was like, "Yeah, I invented the word dude." <laughs> I forgot though till just now. <laughs> yeah, right. 
I haven't told anybody. All right. Anyone want to go? I got one. Yeah, go ahead. All right. When Vince Vaughn in the beginning is dancing with, um, he's dancing with this woman and he's like, I feel so small in your arms. She's like, <laughs> how tall are you? And he's like six foot five, but I feel like I'm four feet in your arms. And I'm like, that's Bryce <laughs> Young at the combine. Going. Bryce Young's <laughs> pretending to be 200 pounds. Uh, a lot of small, a lot of small joke availability in this movie. I feel like, or, oh yeah. Like when Isla Fisher goes, where's my little friend and looking for Vince Vaughn's dick. And he's like, he's tired. He's tired. He's tired. That's du- that was Deuce Vaughn. The first thing that came to my head. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> That's Mike McCarthy. Where's my little friend. Deuce Vaughn's like, he's tired. He's tired. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I don't, like, uh, I don't even know how to respond to this. Like, what, what, this has nothing to do with fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I think this has gone off the rails more than any of our other pods for some reason. Uh, I mean, look, at, at, at our core, men just quote movies. So it's hard for us to turn this <laughs> yeah. into any real I analytical have, content. Should I, should I rattle off the two more I have that have nothing to do with fantasy? Or should we get back to fantasy? No, yeah. Let's keep going on this runaway train here until it, until it crashes. <laughs> All right. While we're on nothing, dude. When when Vince Vaughn sees the woman that he had slept with at the other wedding, at the new wedding, and she comes up and she's like, Shloma, I thought you were renouncing all your possessions and moving to Nepal. And I was like, that's me. Every time I see Cliff Kingsbury coaching at USC this season, watching Caleb Williams, I'm like, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury, I thought you renounced your possessions, bought a one-way ticket to Thailand. Oh, that's oh, good. Oh, God. Yeah, you know, I just watched the Johnny Manziel doc. I completely forgot that Cliff Kingsbury was his OC at AM. He's like already a young Forrest it's Gump like of the Five NFL, degrees Cliff of Kingsbury. Kevin Bacon or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> He's everywhere from like the, the, in the mid aughts, dude. Kingsbury was everywhere. A third of the NFL quarterbacks are from Texas, and Cliff Kingsbury has a personal relationship with every single one of them, <laughs> basically. Does. Like, it's insane. So, Kingsbury was the OC for Manziel uh, and, and then left Patrick and went to Mahomes Texas and Tyler. Baker. Yeah. yeah. Kyle oh, and Baker. Good yeah, guy. Baker. Oh yeah. <laughs> All these guys. I'm stealing it. I don't remember if I'm stealing a take or maybe Stephen Reese. Someone basically was like, the, made the argument that Cliff isn't a great coach, but he might be like the best quarterback evaluator alive, but he just, mm. he's so good at it. He gets a coaching job, but he's not actually a coach. He's just like the best. He's like the quarterback guru. All right. I got another one here that kind of doesn't have anything to do with fantasy. Please. We'll it? get back. Yeah. We'll get back to it. You want bro. to smoke when Owen Wilson is spiraling after he, you know, kind of gets, ostracized from the Cleary family and he's kind of a loser now when he's like on his depression tour and he's speaking at one of the weddings he's like <laughs> yes dude and this is how I, this is how I imagine 20 year 28 year old free agent running backs this is a little grim I guess but like Leonard Fournette and those stuff, they're like anyone ever feel like they're just disappearing I feel <laughs> just so much like giving up dude Craig I had that one too uh, and the best part of that scene is he's he's clearly at the singles table with like a bunch of other weirdos <laughs> Like everybody at the table is just some like misfit. Yeah, wedding crashing alone is the saddest thing. <laughs> Dude, I, oh, the other guys at the table. Now it's just Kareem Hunt and Fournette being like, "Shit, I guess now we're just alone here too." <laughs> Do you ever feel like I feel you so much <laughs> giving up? Owen Wilson talking to all the kids with the balloon animals, and he's just like, "Love isn't real." Love. That was one of mine. Heifetz. He's talking to the kids with the balloons. He's like, love doesn't exist. That's what I'm trying to tell you guys. And I'm not picking on love because I don't think friendship exists either. Love doesn't exist. That's what I'm trying to tell you guys. And I'm not picking on love because I don't think friendship exists either. 
that is such a realistic emotion because like I have so many friends who have like gotten broken up with and like for a month after the breakup, they're like, guys, listen, I've been thinking about it a lot. Like, I just don't think love's real. I don't. And like, look, that's okay. I've, I've, I've accepted it. I'm moving on. This is, this is my version of me giving up and moving on from Kyle Pitts. I'm still just in the depression. I don't think love yeah. exists. You guys, I tried it. It didn't work. Like I, I had, I was full on in love with Kyle Pitts. Uh, and you know what? I don't think friendship exists either. Yeah, but this means DK that that when it'll come full circle and you will end up marrying Kyle Pitts and you guys will live happily ever after. Yes, that is that's my hope deep down in my heart. Yep, right. I do think there is truth to that though. Where even if Kyle Pitts falls in drafts, I'm still kind of like I don't think we could be friends. Like it's too there's too mm. much history between us. Like I kind of do think we should just go our separate ways. Because <laughs> it, it kind of doesn't work either way. Yeah. If if I don't draft, I'm not going to draft Kyle Pitts, right? I'm just not doing it. And if and if he has a great season, I'm going to hate him even more. And if he has a terrible season, I will just continue to hate him. So there's kind of no, <laughs> there's no way out for Kyle. Like, really, there's like, nothing I he like, can do. I like Gabe Davis as a sleeper last year. I know a lot of people listening are groaning because Gabe Davis is bad. But my thing with Gabe Davis is he's like 40, 50 spots later than last year, and nothing's changed. Kyle Pitts, I'm like, he's also later than last year, but I'm kind of like, yeah, but like. There's just too much history. Yeah. Like we can't, I, I can't, I will never emotionally recover for, I can't get too my much baggage again. at this point. Also this movie taking place in DC. We're recording this Tuesday afternoon. We will literally yeah. be in Washington DC a week from today, basically a week from right now doing our live show in DC. Shout out. Everyone got tickets. And all I could think about is like, like Dan Snyder. Like it's like, just they're sprawled out on the Lincoln Memorial steps overlooking the Washington Monument. It's like seven in the morning watching the sunrise of champagne. And they're just like there. And they're like, you ever wonder if we're being a little sleazy? I don't want, <laughs> sleazy. I don't I don't want like to say words. sleazy. Maybe you're responsible. They're like, no, 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 no. I never no. A couple of young kids running around. He's like, we're not we're that not young. That young. <laughs> and then at the end, the cop kicks him out at the end. I looked it up. Owen Wilson is 37. When this movie happened, that surprised me. I looked it yeah. up too. I, I thought he looks forty five in the movie. To be I know quite he looked honest. a little haggard. <laughs> too much, too <laughs> much wedding crash. I'm tired. My feet hurt. <laughs> How long do you guys think wedding season is for them every year? <laughs> yeah, what what is wedding season? It's is it like season, the good baby. weather portion of the East Coast? Is it like fall? Summer. Is that wedding season? It's summer. I think it's, it's summer into it's, fall. Yeah, May May August. I would say classic summer. Yeah, May to August. Thought the season was over. I was ready to like kick back and relax a little, you know. I would actually say it's the NFL draft to Labor Day weekend is my take. But isn't the weather so good in the fall? It's too hot, right? For an August wedding on the East Coast, don't you want to wait September, October? Depends November, where no? you are. Like I, my friends in the South and like Texas and stuff, you kind of just can't get married in Texas in July or August. You'll kill people. But <laughs> you know, feel like Arizona? in the Northeast, yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. 
or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Football season is about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long because right now when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. I mean, if you want a little discount on the Bengals, the Joe Burrow getting hurt, you can just bet on the Bengals, bet on the Chiefs. Again, Jaguars, pretty weird pick to win the Super Bowl. Probably not going to happen, but they could pretty easily steamroll to 12 wins. Get paid every time they win. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Ringer Fantasy and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash Ringer Fantasy. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit TheRinger.com slash RG. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max bonus $50 unless specified. Otherwise, restrictions apply. See terms at Sportsbook.FanDuel.com. All right, should we get back on the rails here and talk about uh, it? <laughs> Anyone got want to get back on the rails? Or? Were we ever on the rails? Yeah, I have I have something. So uh, I want to talk about the Chiefs. I want to talk about Kadarius Tony, who once again, there's like 500 quotes oh, that yeah. I thought pertain to Kadarius Tony. But one specifically here made me think of what Heifetz says about Kadarius Tony, which when Bradley Cooper's character drills Vince Vaughn when they're playing football after the wedding on the lawn, and Bradley Cooper's like, I don't know what got into me. Sorry, like I just can't control it. And and, and Christopher Walken's like, nature versus nurture. Nature <laughs> always wins. That every time Kadarius Tony gets hurt, that's hype and stuff. He's like, nature always wins. It's so funny you say that, Craig. I had a Kadarius Tony quote too, and you know what I was thinking with Tony was what? when Owen Wilson's going through the gifts and he's guessing all the gifts are, and he's like, yeah. And this is crystal stemware, which they'll never use because, you know, it's crystal stemware. I'm like, that's Kadarius Tony. Looks great, <laughs> but they'll never use it because it's Kadarius Tony. And then the reason why I say that, that that's somewhat relevant is, you know, talking about the Kansas City receiving group. Uh, Justin Ross got hurt. And so now, you know, Sky Moore is probably the best guy to draft. I just kind of wanted to talk to you guys about. I don't know if we're underrating MVS Marquez Valdez Scantling, who's just probably, I mean, easily the, the most experienced one. receiver on this team. Yeah. He's the forgotten one. He, what he had six, 700 yards last year. DK hates five players in the NFL and Vanda, Valdez Scantling's actually one of them. <laughs> Mac Hollins, Kyle Pitts, MVS. Who else? I'm back in on Mac, baby. Did okay. you see him? Oh, he's super The ripped. biceps, the shirt. Um, oh my God. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I don't actually hate him, but it just became a bit that every time MVS did something bad, I would like text Heifetz and Craig and be like, this fucking guy, like, <laughs> like so frustrated. I don't even have him on any of my teams. I just like, he aggravates me for some reason. But the reason I'm like, not too interested in him in fantasy is because I think he has a super high variance role in that offense. It's like, there's going to be games where he catches a deep pass for 60 yards on a touchdown. And then there's going to be other games where he has like two targets and one catch for 18 yards. You know what I mean? And so I prefer Sky more because I think he's going to have a higher volume role as sort of the slot receiver and, you know, gadget play type guy in that offense. Assume uh, This is, again, assuming Kadarius Tony's probably not playing. Um, and <laughs> so, I, you know, and I think there's been a lot of talk this, this offseason about how he's made a huge jump in terms of his understanding of the offense. And he came in and the Chiefs don't typically play a lot. Um, the rookies very much just because there's, I think, a lot to learn in that offense and, and getting on the same page with Patrick Mahomes. So, yeah, I think this is the year he could make a big breakout. Um, but, you know, I'm still holding that holding out hope for Kadarius Tony. I had a, I had a Tony quote, too. Of course, we all did. Um, 
And my quote was when Jeremy is confessing to the father, uh, to the to the priest in the scene where he's like, <laughs> you know, take a little hot, take a little take a little hot, get a little sacrament. He's just like pouring his full glass. It's and full. he's like, yes. Let's let's put all the cards on the table here. She's fit for a straight jacket. This broad's <laughs> fucked three ways towards the weekend. You know, want to know what? I dig it. I it turns it. me on. Yeah. And let's be honest with each other here, okay? Let's put all the cards on the table. She's fit for a straight jacket. This broad's fucked three ways towards the weekend. And you want to know what? I dig it. It turns me on. Yeah, it turns me on. Because you want to know what the kicker is, Father? Maybe I'm a little fucking crazy. That's right. Maybe Jeremy's a little nuts. That's so fucking good. <laughs> it reminds me so much of Craig and, Craig and I just, like, loving Tony. Maybe I'm a little fucking crazy. And you know what? I dig it. Every time Kadarius Tony gets hurt, I'm like, I dig it. She's fit for a straight jacket. Oh, God, that's so good. <sighs> Hi, Vince. Legitimate question. If it's the day before the NFL season begins and you have your fantasy draft and every receiver on the Chiefs is healthy, who are you taking? Uh, so we have Tony 118th. And I think that's about right because that's honestly about where I'd take him, which is I think my thing with Tony. Well, I'll say Tony and then the Chiefs. I again, I don't disagree with you guys that like if you play, if you put every I think a great way to measure agility, burst, all these fancy words. If all these NFL players played tag, who would win? It's like Tyree Kill, Kadarius Tony is like a top five player in the NFL at tag. Like he's just untouchable. Right. I just also think he's actually approaching double digit injury designations in like three seasons. So I just the fact that he got hurt before the first practice started is unbelievable. But his spot at 108, well. I guess overall how I think about the Chiefs, it's funny that we mentioned Valdez Scantling. I think the Chiefs remind me a great deal of the Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams Packers, where how many years in a row did we talk about who's going to emerge behind Devontae Adams? Geronimo Allison, Valdez Scantling was there. There were all oh, yeah. these guys that were like, who's got, guess what? The Chiefs are like the Packers. There's one alpha mega A receiver in Devontae Adams or Travis Kelsey. And there's seven guys who are a fourth receiver that have to all interchange. Like there's no number two in Kansas city. In my opinion, they're all four. Sky Moore is going to be a four his whole career. Kadarius Tony's going to be a four. Justin Ross will be a four. None of them are reliable enough. Now I think once you get outside the top 120, we'll just throw darts at that point. You might as well throw a dart. That might be a bullseye. And sure. Maybe Kadarius Tony's healthy sky Moore, maybe locks down a slot role, but like, here's where I come in. I think that it's an, you throw the dart for the upside, but it's probably not going to happen. You know why? Patrick Mahomes last year, we don't talk about this enough, led the NFL in passing yards, 5,250 yards, 41 touchdowns, led the NFL in passing <laughs> touchdowns. Did you want anyone behind Kelsey? Not really. Juju wasn't that, you know, Juju wasn't awesome in yeah. fantasy. Like, oh, like Pat Mahomes led the league in yards and touchdowns and you didn't even want anyone. So like, you, what are we even looking for? You say that, but then that makes me think like, this isn't going to happen again. Like that was the, that was the outlier. But that was four years in a row on the Packers. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it's the most same points offense. For game, just, most points for drive. It's Patrick Mahomes. Most passing yards. There's 135 targets up in the air with Juju and McColl gone. What if someone does get that? But here's my question. Based on what the Chiefs have done with their roster after winning the Super Bowl, do you get the impression the Chiefs think they need a single person to be reliable behind Kelsey or that they just need like six people that will be interchangeable based on the game? I mean, it's 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 cocky of them to continue to not add anybody. It's like Vince Vaughn in the football scene to Mahomes. They're like, hey, <laughs> are you cool with like just throwing to a bunch of shitty receivers? He's like, dude, I was first team all state. I'll put it wherever you want it. I'll make it rain out here. 
I'm making Dude, that's how here. Sky Moore scored the touchdown in the Super Bowl. Is he was like hot route? And he's like, I don't even know what that means. Like, I don't know. Red seven. Red seven. Go over to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Just Mahomes telling Tony where to go. Go go over to the other side. <laughs> But I, I agree with you, Heifetz. I'm actually leaning towards, I think none of these receivers are going to break out and they're all just going to, you know, put up counting stats while Travis Kelsey goes off again. And, and I, you should only draft these guys for ceilings, never for floor, because I'm not sure the floor of any of these guys is going to be reliable enough to start them in fantasy. You should yeah. just be drafting Kadarius Tony and Justin Ross for upside in the, in the late rounds. Yeah, I think the main takeaway I want people to come away with is please don't have Kadarius Tony be the third receiver in your team. Like that something very wrong has happened. If you have come out of your draft and you already have like, you know, Cooper Cup and like Keenan Allen and, you know, I, I don't know, Debo or Brandon, you, like if you have four or five good receivers and Kadarius Tony's like your sixth guy, perfect. Because if he sucks or gets hurt, you can cut him, but your sixth receiver might be platinum status. But like that's it. That's all. It should be something you're comfortable like losing on. But again, crystal stemware. <laughs> While we're doing things, I wanted to just shout out that I, I just, that same the scene I was talking about earlier with Vince Vaughn. And like the other woman from the wedding, you know, remember she comes up. This is another extended he, version scene. Hi, if it's you are three for three <laughs> on court scenes. This is so yes. bad. <laughs> really? Scuba diving? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah that's someone else go then. Extended. Jesus, someone else. <laughs> so sad. You're going to just skip it? Go for it. Just say it. What? I'm going to tell say you. It. To scribe, oh, whatever. Fine. All right. It's funny. So it's like, I, I just was thinking about J.K. Dobbins, who can't read the room as DK would say, like asking for a new contract and pretending he's hurt and Ian Rappaport reporting that. Yeah, this is the kind of injury that's only solved with a contract. It's like, he's pretending he's hurt. And I was like, it's like the woman coming to Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson is Jake Dobbins agent. And it's like, yeah. So like he was in a scuba diving accident and he can't, <laughs> oh, that's like where he can't talk he can't or whatever. hear <laughs> or talk. Slow-mo had a scuba diving accident. Yeah. He came up too fast and the oxygen deprivation. Poor guy, he doesn't remember anyone, even me, his own brother. I'm just some nice guy who helps him out. You poor thing. He actually can't hear anything either. Oh yeah, isn't he like doing like sign language? And he's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, he's I like, gotta go uh, take him to the bathroom, get him crab cakes. Yeah, that's Jacob <laughs> Dobbins. Like, I can't practice because I was hurt. I love Vince Vaughn's obsession with crab cakes. What what a movie. That's Apex Mountain for crab cakes is this movie. Phenomenal like crab eight times. cakes. They got some sprinkles on here. Even the first scene of the movie. The first yeah. scene of the movie when they're mediating the divorce and they're like, what'd you guys have at the wedding for dinner? And they're like, crab cakes. And he's like, crab Phenomenal. cakes. You have a bad time having crab cakes. <laughs> you know why? Because crab cakes are a wedding staple. And Craig, you're a better cook than I am. But I think it's because it's elevated because it's a seafood dish. But I think that they hold well enough that you can have them as past appetizers and they're probably easy to prepare ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And they also can be reheated. I think they're at every Yeah, they kind of check reason. every box. Yeah, they're, 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 they can be bite-sized. They can be an entree. They can be cold. They can be hot. And I they agree. can be imitation without anyone knowing. Which I've never understood the entire industry of imitation crab. I don't know why it exists. <laughs> I don't understand why it was created. I don't, I don't get it. Why is that the only meat in the world that has a name called imitation that meat? I don't get it. There's a lot of please email us at ringerfantasyfootball at gmail. Are, about like, crab. You would never go to a restaurant and it says burger and then the meat it says imitation cow. Like I don't get it. Why is crab the only one? But you yeah, could order like a wonder crab? burger or whatever those things are. What are like the fake burgers called? I can't remember, but I have never. You talking about one. like impossible meat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can order those at 
or like a veggie. But burger. that's like a business. Yeah, that, but no one's like no one's like vegan. I'm like I'm gonna get the imitation crab. Like that's not the point. Oh, that's uh, true. What is it? What is imitation <laughs> crab? Isn't it still meat? What is it's, it? It says oh, imitation yeah, crab it is. is made yes, from serene. It says it's fish flesh that has been deboned, then minced into a paste and mixed with other ingredients. It's like oh, the dog food God. of like seafood. So it's like a hot dog that? of crab. Yeah, I just, a, I just yeah. don't. I just don't understand how. And imitation crab's been around for a long time. I just don't, I've never understood why that's the only meat that was like. What mm. if we just called it, you know, carne asada, but it's actually just a blend of boar hooves, and that's what we call Ugh. imitation carne asada. I never understood it. You're right that yeah. at the very least we need to rebrand this, if not get rid of it entirely. Just just a weird, weird thing. <laughs> Paste. I oh, don't want Jacob Dobbins this year anyway. That's what I'm trying to say. You know what's funny? Is he just so he just they just like declared him 100 percent healthy. I was just reading. Hey, it's a miracle. People helping people. <laughs> what is it called? Uh what is it? Happy shirts and pants. Holy shirts and pants. <laughs> Holy shirts. <laughs> you know, it's a little cheesy. <laughs> the reason he says it is because Vince Vaughn's literally orgasming. <laughs> like fucking going, holy shit. <laughs> also, once again, how do they not have their company names down? You know what I mean? <laughs> Prepare. Yeah. All right. This is what it's you like play I wanted for. To, he even says, I want to do this one right. Get secret <laughs> service. Consequences. It's the fucking uh, treasury secretary. But, Let me tell you, my taxes are not in order. <laughs> but Dobbins is one of those guys that I never want and then when I go up against him and you're like watching the Ravens and every time they hand him the ball he, there's like a wide open lane and he gets 8 yards and you're like man J.K. Dobbins is like the king of 12 carries for 100 yards and there is a small part of me that is like if he if he falls in drafts by one round I might take a chance on him because when he's right he's one of the best running backs for fantasy I in the league so in fantasy, we have, again, fantasyfootball.thrino.com. I think we nailed our rankings. And I, I think this specific vibes wise, these rankings are capture things really well. We have Calvin Ridley, 38th, Debo Samuel, 39th, which I would have those guys first. Then we have back to back to back to back. Brees Hall, Damian Pierce, J.K. Dobbins, and Miles Sanders. I think that is perfect because it's like Brees Hall is the highest upside. Damian Pierce is like another exciting guy, but on a worse team. And then you have Dobbins, Miles Sanders. But it's like all four of those guys, I'm like, one of them can make you look stupid for taking them. One of them could make you look stupid for not taking them. And the other two are going to be pretty boring. And I don't know who's who. And I kind of don't know. Like, I don't really feel bad if I don't get any of them. Out of Damian Pierce, J.K. Dobbins, and Miles Sanders, if somebody told you one of these guys is going to finish the year as a top 10 back, it's Dobbins, right? Probably. Yeah. I mean, Because he's going to score 10 touchdowns, right? This offense is actually going to be good. Unless Singletary got hurt and then Pierce just randomly became a three down back. I, I think you're right. That's Dobbins and Brees Hall. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm coming around to the idea of Dobbins, uh, you know, if he's healthy and last year he was banged up coming off the ACL surgery, but th th there, there's a, there's a lot of points to be had in Baltimore. And I don't, right now, no one's drafting anybody on that team other than obviously Lamar and Mark Andrews. But I'm, I, I don't think it's a chief situation where everybody else is kind of a zero. I think there is value to be, to be had. Gus Edwards is like a free player. You could probably get him on waivers after your draft. And Gus Edwards might be rotating in. J.K. Dobbins also might be playing more than ever. He is a year removed from the year removed from the injury. And again, it's an uncertain backfield, an uncertain offense. And like, what if Lamar Jackson just throws the ball to Dobbins more? And we're like, oh shit, he can catch. So, there's your answer. I love the holy shirts and pants scene. It's so freaking good. The, when he's like 
trying to explain what their business is. Vince Vaughn's like shaking the table. There's like so like the silverware is just clattering everywhere. And he's like trying to concentrate on this or, or Owen Wilson's like trying to concentrate on telling the story. He's just like That's terrific. It's so terrific. Good, dude. <laughs> I love what he ta- I love what he says that. It's, it feels terrific. Feels so oh good when he, when he says that. <laughs> Speaking of J.K. Dobbins, who's coming off of ostensibly an injury, although maybe it's not a real injury. Um, there's a scene, this isn't even a quote. It's just the scene when Vince Vaughn is tied up to a bed in, uh, at, at night and Christopher Walken comes in. This is after Gloria had come in and after Todd had come in. No, I love how when, I when Christopher Walken, I don't want like, to play Tommy Six. <laughs> when Christopher Walken's talking to him, Vince Vaughn's just like, get back, get back in there. <laughs> Best fast talker in the history of Hollywood, Vince Vaughn. Oh my God. Yeah. He could be um, an auctioneer. I, I can't believe wow, that yeah. he can rattle off a line. Uh, I don't want to play Tommy Six. I don't want to play Tommy Six. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Christopher Walken comes into the room and he's like, he sees the rope restraints. He's like pulling on them and he's like, he looks up, he sees the painting on the wall. He doesn't really react. He starts talking about night Shakes terrors. it all off. This is us just completely ignoring injury risk with some of these running backs like Javante Williams, J.K. Dobbins. We're like, yeah. <laughs> It's at Brees Hall. He tore his ACL. That's fine. It'll be fine. I'm grabbing the I'm grabbing the brace around his knee and kind of shaking it. I'm like, eh. <laughs> Doctors. I know call a thing or two about night, injuries. Night terrors. Yeah. Speaking of injuries, another injury rattled guy, Michael Thomas. I couldn't help oh, but think yeah. about him. When every time I draft him, I always wanted to get on the damn field. And you know, when they're once again, when they're playing football, they're playing touch football. And and Vince Vaughn gets hurt. So Christopher Walken goes, Hey Todd, why don't you come on in? And Todd's like, you must be joking. He's like, it wouldn't kill you to play some competitive sports once in a while. He's like, would that make you love me? Jeremy, sit this play out. Todd, come on in. You must be joking. It wouldn't kill you. We play some competitive sports once in a while, would it? Or would that make you love me? <sighs> Jesus. Jesus. That's exactly how I feel about Michael Thomas. I'm like, hey, man, it wouldn't kill you to play some competitive sports every once in a while. <laughs> Would that make you love me? Would that make you love Jesus. me? Jesus, I love his. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> and then it's just like uh, like a like a smash cut to a different scene. Oh, <laughs> the music Jesus. starts back up. Jesus, uh, my my Michael Thomas quote. I had one too. You know how in every wedding they pick like an angle or like a trope that they're gonna play. Like they're playing on what attracts women, and they go to one wedding and it's like. Uh, hey, so what angle are you going to play here? And, and Vince Vaughn goes, I'm going to go with the balloon animal display for the kids. And then when she comes close, check it out. Guess who's the broken man? Haunted past. <laughs> I, just, I just think of like this. This is us being excited about drafting Michael Thomas again. He's got this haunted past. He's mysterious. We can fix him. We're finding we can fix that we can attach ourselves <laughs> I literally to. wrote that. I can fix him. I thought that <laughs> was broken. I had that as... <laughs> I had that Haunted as Russell past. Wilson nail it, really in Sean Payton as the Broncos head coach. And he's like, Russell Wilson's like, I'm going to post up by the balloon animals. Guess who's a broken man. I love how they say haunted past in unison. Like that's like they're That's one of the major themes they do. Haunted past. I got to say, I'm, I'm getting reeled in a little bit here. The fact that Michael Thomas being the asshole that he is played in preseason week one. Now Caught I'm like, pass. man, do I draft this guy? I don't care if he's 31 years old. He hasn't played in six years. If Michael Thomas is on the field, I mean, he's going to be productive. To bring all these guys in, intern Jack asked uh, us off uh, air the other day. He was like, what is Javante Williams basically value because he's like 40 spots later Mm -hmm. than where J.K. Dobbins was going last year. And I was like, yeah, maybe like we have him 80th right now. I think we bumped him up a little, but overall it's like, 
still kind of high to just have those problems. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, you're still dealing with this guy coming off this massive the injury. And maybe there is, maybe he does win the job, but I, I maybe I'm dumb and it's totally possible, but I kind of just, as a rough guy, hillbilly, hillbilly, <laughs> white trash. He's like, what? What does that even mean? White trash. <laughs> Her name is chastity. <laughs> Dude. But like Michael Thomas, we have him 114th. And that's the point where it's like, I, all right, maybe this is messed up to say my, I can put my like uh, fake tears on. If he gets hurt in the first two weeks, is that bad? Whatever. You always need to cut someone to get a player in the first three weeks of the season. Now, things change. Like having players where you might immediately know whether they're good or not is not the worst thing ever. It's like if Michael Thomas is your 13th <laughs> round pick and you just cut him. And like, if he sucks or gets hurt again, or he, what if he's Michael Thomas? Like knowing immediately is better to me than having a handcuff, like having Tyler Algier on your bench all year in case Bijan Robinson just maybe gets hurt eventually at some point. Like I kind of don't mind guys where it's like, you'll probably know within four weeks. I totally agree. I think basically once you get past rounds, I don't know, four, five, six, you should just be completely drafting for upside because you're always going to be able to find guys on the waiver wire who can get you eight, nine, ten points. But you should be drafting guys like Michael Thomas because, I mean, what? They're, they're going around, like Michael Thomas, like you said, is going, we have him at 114th. Yeah, Tyler Algier is around him. Kenneth Gainwell, Damian Harris. There's, there's no world in which those guys have massive upside. Michael Thomas could still be a top 10 receiver in the league. And that's why I kind of feel the same way about intern Jack's Javante Williams. I, I think if he gets it's closer to the season and he's still healthy and in starter. I'm going to move him up. We have him as our, as our RB 31. If he's healthy and they say he's the starter week one, he's going to be much higher for me personally. To play in the preseason, which I, I that's all right. Yeah. Cool. 10 months later. Like he'll have to be much higher for us. He can't be the RB 31 if he's playing in the preseason and not hurt anymore. Right. I mean, he's got to immediately be a top 20 back. I think. Yeah. Unless you disagree, you could disagree. That's okay. No, I think 80th is about fair because it's like really, really low on him if he's healthy. It's just basically it's, it's you're, you think 80th, even if he if he gets through the entire offseason, he plays in the preseason, he looks good and he's healthy week one. You're keeping him at 80th. If he look, no, I, I want to watch. I want to watch him play. If he looks like if he looks like he has his juice back. That's interesting. Again, a part of what you're doing with the, the injury is like if you've been hurt, you know, it's like there's time just because you're physically back. You're medically clear. First of all, medically clear doesn't mean you're practicing. Practicing, when, even when you're back. Chris, ever, Saquon talked about this from the year. At, two years after his injury, Saquon talked about the year back. Chris Godwin's talking about the year back where it's like, just because you're back and on the field doesn't mean that your body subconsciously or consciously trusts that leg. And so one, there's you, again, at this level of elite, athletic, elite athleticism, it's all on the margins. And if your body subconsciously doesn't trust the leg or whatever, you lose the juice and then never mind consciously. And then on top of that risk of you, so the name right there is Chris Godwin after his ACL, their name was Saquon Barkley, but they weren't themselves as we knew them. And then on top of that, there's also a higher risk of all these other downstream injuries because of the actual process of recovery. That is why I'm kind of like, it's like Javante Williams starting running back. Oh my God. But is he Javante Williams? That's now if he, if to your point, if he looks like fully back, cool. But I, the thing with Saquon, I was like, dude, preseason freaking Wayne Gallman and Saquon, you could get him confused because Saquon just didn't look like he had yeah. juice in 2021. That was then he got the it worst. Back. The whole other wrinkle to this is do we trust Sean Payton? I feel like Payton is another variable here that we're, it's like he's he's along the same lines of like an Arthur Smith or Kyle Shanahan where he's going to play favorites and play the guys that he likes or the guys that he signed. You know, there, there we made a, there's been a lot of outrage on Twitter after preseason week one because uh, Adam Troutman, who I think the Broncos traded for, uh, he ended up like running more routes and playing more snaps than Greg Dulcich. 
And so, you know, our assumption that Greg Dulcich is like their leading receiver at tight end is a little thin, if you will. Um, so I don't know, like there's, there's this other variable that, you know, maybe Sean Payton is going to troll everybody and just like play Smaj P Ryan or whoever else they got, you know, that, um, they have this guy, uh, Jaleel McLaughlin, who has apparently been really impressive in training camp and stuff. Like, maybe that guy gets, like, some of the, the carries that we're expecting from Trevante Williams. Peyton's clearly trying to make a point. Like, he literally called out Nate Hackett and was like, yeah, he's clearly trying to, like, yeah, do a bunch of macho things and including, like, any kind of show of, like, no one earns depth chart stuff. I think when a new coach comes in, I think betting on certain guys in the back of the depth chart to emerge is never like necessarily a bad idea. If the new guy brought them in and the guys, at me, first me looking at Sean Payton is, is Christopher Walken watching Vince Vaughn dancing with Gloria at the wedding. Just like, look, just, you know, there he's basically just looking at him like this fucking guy. Like what's this fucking guy's deal. It's one of the other great, like nonverbal scenes of the movie is just Christopher Walken, just watching Vince Vaughn dance. It's like, why did I have to go dance so well? Now I'm all over his radar. Damn it. Stupid. Well, that, then she asked him to like, Hey, <laughs> can they come to the house? Dancer. They're like, can they come back with us? And he's like, no. And she's like stomping and like being like, no, I don't want to hear it's it. Like, like it stops the whole wedding. And I was like, that was Aaron Rodgers being like, I want Al Mazard. And I want Randall Cobb <laughs> to come back with us. And they're like, I won't respond to this kind of behavior. Like a kid at, it's like a kid at a toy store. I can't be around it. Um, I had another quote for that. When uh, him to Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard, he's like, don't ever leave me. And then he's like, good, because I'd find you. <laughs> Stage five clinger. <laughs> Stage five we got to leave pronto. Oh, man. Uh, also, while we're the Jets and... Various things. Dude, Owen Wilson as Zach Wilson and all the scenes where the mom's coming on him is just too easy. It's like a layer. <laughs> Ooh, that's nice. a good one. I didn't even think of that. Kitty cat. <laughs> Kitty cat. I'm sorry. Kitty, Kitty cat. cat. Yeah. Uh, Shouts out right. Jane Seymour. <laughs> Pervert. So at the in the first scene, the first wedding or whatever, uh, they're just the wedding's just starting out and they're kind of like looking around the the church to like find who they might want to try and hit on later or whatever. And Jer- uh, Jeremy, who is Vince Vaughn, finds one girl and he like points to her and Owen was like, don't waste your time on girls with hats. They tend to be very proper. And then Vince Vaughn goes, yeah, well, the proper girl in the hat just, I fucked the shit out of me. <laughs> to me, <laughs> this is when we talk ourselves into rookie tight ends again. Late round to rookie tight ends. They tend to be very proper. They tend to not play and they tend to not catch passes. And we are now. Yeah, well, Sam Laporta just, I (laughs) fucked the shit out of me. What can I say? I'm a coxman. (laughs) Anyways, yeah, we're talking ourselves into these rookie tight ends again. We have Dalton Kincaid 153rd. I think that's super responsible of us. It's like your last pick, essentially, or one of them. That's fine. I got to tell you, when the best man at one of the weddings gets up and is like, (laughs) and he was like, you know, I thank God every day for a friend like Craig. I love you, man. I'm like, this is DK at 1 a.m. at Craig's wedding. Uh, Craig. It was that was literally my best man giving his yeah. best man speech. <laughs> Can we say the shout out Chris? Chris's so opening line was now. Yeah. Well, because Craig, if you don't want me to share, oh well, too late. But your brother was the officiant, so he was not your best mm-hmm. man. So mm-hmm. your, your best man starts out with, I know a lot of you guys are surprised to see me up here today and not next to Craig getting married to him. <laughs> and I, that was brought the house down. Incredible. <laughs> Shouts out Chris Barlow on all time speech. Read old text from 2018 between Liz and I and pulled it oh, off, yeah. landed the plane. 
Dude, oh, that's always like the diciest. If you're giving a speech and you're going to pull out old text from the courtship, you better make sure that shit is on lock. Like, lock, lock it up. Like you lock it up. Lock it. You up. Lock it up. All right. Other. I quotes? got a couple others. Yeah. Um. So the scene after Craig, you were talking about, I'd find you after that scene. <laughs> they're like walking down the stairs, and. Uh, Gloria is talking about how she sees she has imaginary friends and she has hundreds and they all come from different backgrounds, speak different languages. And Vince Vaughn is just like, like, he's like going down like the stairs. Just he's in absolute agony. He just hates life. Just listening to her talk about her imaginary friends. Anyways, this reminded me of when Heifetz is talking about uh, Jordan Love being like a big time sleeper this year. And I'm just like, oh, God. It's just like, like when he starts talking <laughs> when he starts talking about how it should be like fantasy points per first down. Yeah. And like, oh. When he starts bitching about quarterbacks and the cheat codes and how they should change the rules for quarterbacks, I'm just spare like, oh, me, God, please kill me. <laughs> <laughs> just, that's just going down the stairs. And his name was Caleb. He spoke a magical language that only I could understand. Patato. I had, I had an imaginary friend too. His name was Shiloh. And we bless played chess. His heart. And God bless his heart. He always let me win. <laughs> uh, sorry, I had to do it. Another one of the Chaz Will Ferrell scenes when, he, you know, uh, Owen Wilson learns that Chaz is going to funerals to pick up women now. And that he got, uh, he, he was with that beautiful girl in his house because uh, that girl's boyfriend had just died in a hang gliding accident. Ah! <laughs> uh, take a picture <laughs> uh, i'm dead it, it, it reminds me of how fantasy managers feel when like they have a handcuff they have like tyler algier and then bijan robinson gets hurt and they're like uh, yeah dude bijan robinson just got hurt he's like oh look at me i'm running the football i'm dead what an idiot dude died in a hang gliding accident what an idiot <laughs> oh i'm hang gliding honey take a good picture i'm dead what a freak. <laughs> oh, God. The Will Ferrell. That's got to be one of the great all-time cameos in movie You want to talk about... I mean, the funny thing about this movie is it's it's a little... It's kind of long. It's 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 a fat yeah. movie. I mean, there's yeah. a lot in it. And like all of the... I wonder... It, it must have been in a I really specific time. I watched the extended time. version, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is like 10 minutes longer. But it's... You, there's like that whole Will Ferrell stuff. Like that does not have to be in the movie. It kind of has nothing to do with the movie. Did not need to be there in yeah. the movie, but hold up perfectly fine. Yeah. But I feel like he was just so funny that they had to keep it. But there's like, I feel like 15 minutes of that entire like Will Ferrell funeral stuff. Like you don't really need, but it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. They definitely just had, they were like, what if Will Ferrell crashed funerals? And they were like, yeah, okay, we got to do that. Chaz Ryan. Mate, like, had to- <laughs> oh my God. I almost nunchucked you. Craig, you see, Craig, you said it's a fat, it's a fat movie. I, I don't have a, a real thing for this, but they come out of the gates hot in this movie. Like Vince Vaughn yeah. and Owen Wilson in that mediation, the divorce mediation is some of the greatest like dialogue. Vince, that you're talking about speaking like a million words a minute. Like Vince Vaughn's like, it's a good time, you know what I mean? Rubbing against each other, a couple of kids like to fuck, trying to make it honest. I get it. <laughs> just love that line so much he's like guys the real enemy here is the institution of marriage it's not realistic it's crazy god he just comes out like throwing heaters he's so right about how fast vince vaughn talks it's like he could just fit into the christmas eve episode of the bear it's like he's just absolute chaos but you're like i like this guy 
grind up on you, make you feel dangerous, but also safe. <laughs> Don't you want to get uh, inside chastity without having to wonder if anyone's going to find out? <laughs> you, you, you take get the frequent inside flyer miles. chastity. Oh my god! It's like the it's so it, it. There's no like slow playing it. This is like the best beginning to the movie. I feel like Dwight Yoakam is the guy. The fir- and the first twenty five minutes really <laughs> rip. Yeah, dude. I didn't ever realize this. This is another lesson for watching with uh, subtitles. I had never realized this before, but like Dwight Yoakam and uh, his wife are arguing, and he's like, right now she doesn't know where the kids are, and they're like talking over each other. He's like. Are they home? They're probably at a firehouse somewhere. <laughs> he's like talking about how she's she's like, don't you talk about me as a mother? And he's like, They're, do you even know where our kids are right now? They're probably at a firehouse. You shut your somewhere. mouth when you're talking to me. <laughs> God. Uh, anyway. Anyway, Continue guys, uh, this pod this podcast was a gift, Todd. I, I'm keeping it. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the best parts of the movie. I want my painting back. The, the painting was a gift, Todd. I'm keeping it. I love that he likes it and he takes it with him. And then he's walking down the thing with the giant. All right. This isn't like Future. new, but all I could think about was Andrew Luck when he retired and they were like, they were allowed to take his, <laughs> like he technically is supposed to give back his $30 million signing bonus. He's like, the signing bonus was a gift. I'm keeping the money. <laughs> I'm, I'm keeping, keeping it. it. <laughs> uh, what a classic. They don't make movies like this anymore. <laughs> Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Kai, for producing this episode. Thank you, Intern Jack. Thank you to, thank you really to Vince Vaughn. I'm going to just mainly shout out Vince Vaughn, but thank you for the people made Wedding Crashers. Thank you to everyone listening. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren. Thank you, Otis Day and the Knights. Were they in the movie? What did the song? The movie? Did they have a song in the movie? Shout? Is that by, I'm, I'm curious because I think there's several people that have done this. Are they the originals that did it? I, I always... Eiley I feel like the famous it, one is the Eiley brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whoever did it first, shouts to them for shout. You know what? I think Otis Day and the Knights are in Animal House. So yeah, I was going to say it I might think be them. That's the original. I'm not 100 sure. Somebody. By tell the way, us. I I, that, so. I love that part of, of weddings. I think shout at a wedding is just it, it hits <laughs> every time. Oh yeah. It's uh, can a I thousand. make a confession about shout at your wedding, Craig? Yeah, you missed it. You're long, in the bathroom. Very no, very long story short, I ended up being forced to wear the suit to your wedding. I actually was a suit. I got to be a groomsman in another wedding that was three weeks later. But for long story short, I had to wear that suit to your wedding logistically. And so I was so terrified that I would split the suit at your wedding, like during shout that I just didn't, I just walked off the floor. Cause I was like, I'm going to split this suit down the pants and not only humiliate myself at Craig's wedding, but then I will have nothing to wear at this other wedding. So I just walked off. So you had to watch as we all got low on the floor and, yeah. jumped up and you just were sitting on the <laughs> yeah. side, having a Budweiser. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> all right. Goodbye everyone. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgambling.com Help.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia, or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts, or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.